Welcome to the Unconventional RD Podcast, where we inspire dietitians to think outside of the traditional employment box and create their own unconventional income streams. We'll talk all things online business to help you start, grow, and scale your own digital empire. All right, I am here again today with another podcast episode. A little bit late on this one, but I thought I would do an episode sort of recapping how 2021 went and give you a little bit of a preview on where I see the Unconventional RD going in 2022. As you may know, 2021 was quite the wild year for me and my family, so I thought I'd take some time to look back and see what went well, what didn't go so well, and again, what I plan to do moving forward. So let's start with the wins, the good stuff. I have a few wins that I'd love to share, and my goal with this episode is to hope that you see yourself in some of what I'm speaking about and maybe also encourage you to take some time to reflect back on what went well in 2021, maybe what didn't go so well, and really put in some thought into maybe some changes that you can make to have 2022 align more with your ideal vision of your career and your life or whatever it is that you're focusing on for the new year. So to start out with some wins from 2021, I think my biggest win was that I successfully streamlined my business. As you may know, and you may have picked up on throughout the years, I have somewhat of a bad habit of doing way too many things all at the same time. So when I first became an entrepreneur, uh, rather than kind of picking one thing and going all in, I was doing a billion and one things and trying to juggle them all and not really uh, fully focused on any one thing in particular. Of note, I was for a long time running basically two separate businesses. I had my business as a dietitian, which iterated throughout the years. At one point, I was doing one-on-one counseling virtually through the computer. Then I got more into freelance writing, running a membership site, blogging, all of that. Uh, And then on the other side, I was running the Unconventional RD Facebook group and brand. And although that did not start as a business, over the years, it became a business as I started to teach people what I was learning and having success with, with search engine optimization and blogging. So then I found myself in the awkward position of running two businesses and each one could be enough to take up all of my time in and of itself. So I had my functional nutrition membership site and blog, which was doing well and growing and was fun to work on because I like writing and reading research and all that. And then I had the Unconventional RD brand, which was really, really fun. And that was the project that I really found myself kind of like, you know, those moments when you're you're dreaming about your business in the middle of the night or you come up with some exciting project. Like it was always that business that was capturing my attention and my spirit and my excitement. So in 2021, I made the difficult decision to shut down my functional nutrition membership site and blog. Uh, and just go all in on the unconventional RD. And yes, I probably could have like sold the other business or something like that, but really what it was was I, I was having a very difficult time splitting my attention between two different niches. So I I love and adore talking about entrepreneurship and marketing and all that, and that's more than enough to take up my entire brain space. So switching back and forth between that with the unconventional RD and my nutrition business was really hard, and 
it's never a good feeling when you're sort of dreading working on one of your businesses. And that's sort of how I was finding myself feeling like, oh, I don't want to do that one. I just want to focus on this. Uh, So I shut down the Functional Nutrition Library membership site, stopped posting on the Functional Nutrition Answers blog, and I had intended to eventually move over all of that paywalled content to be free on the blog, but I'll talk about that and how that went in a minute. (laughs) So I went successfully in 2021 from running two whole different businesses uh, to just one business. So that was the first streamline. I went away from two businesses just now running the unconventional rd and then even within the unconventional rd i further simplified so initially within the unconventional rd umbrella i had three different courses i had my search engine optimization course seo made simple where i teach people how to find their audience online by creating content on their website And then I had a whole second course on monetization strategies on your website. And then I had a third course on email marketing. And I did it that way initially because those were like the three pieces of information I felt like people needed to know to start a successful online business. But then I realized that me as one single person, it's very difficult to be an expert in those three different things. Each one is a huge topic in and of itself. And I felt like the piece that made the biggest impact for people and really actually helped catapult them forward was the growing your audience piece and search engine optimization. So I decided to put the other two courses on pause for now. And I went all in on making SEO made simple the best it could possibly be. And so now my business is very simple. It's the unconventional RD brand and I have one thing you can buy for me and that is the SEO made simple course at this moment. And at the moment it is running on autopilot through an automated marketing funnel that I set up through my email list, which equals way, way less work and more flexibility in my life. So instead of having to constantly go in and update all those courses that I was doing and I was running live rounds of each course with weekly calls all throughout the year, it was way, way, way too much. Now I only have to update the content of one course one time a year and I do one live call per month to support my students. And because I set up that automated marketing funnel, I'm also never really doing stressful launches. Every few months, my email list sort of automatically pitches people to join the course and I get a nice pop of sales. In fact, last month I actually did $25,000 in course sales on autopilot and that's cash in hand, not like, oh, Ali will make 25K when all the payment plans go through. No, it was actually $25,000 in cash, not counting the future income from payment plans. Uh, And throughout 2021, I added over 150 new students to the SEO course, and that was with the course being closed for enrollment for more than six months out of the year. And that's roughly the same amount of people who enrolled across all three of my courses in the year prior. So I would say that streamlining was a huge, huge success, and I'm really glad I did it for the sake of both my own sanity and also my effectiveness at helping people, I'd rather help them do one thing really, really, really well than spread myself too thin across a lot of different things. Win number two is that my income stayed the same despite reducing my offerings and experiencing a lot of personal challenges in 2021. I mean, 2021 was quite the year. My productivity throughout the year was dramatically reduced for a lot of reasons. It's sort of 
snowballed from from January, honestly. So I found out I was pregnant at the end of 2020. So right off the gate, the beginning of 2021, I had pretty bad first trimester nausea and fatigue. Then as soon as I got through that, I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to hit the ground running before this baby gets here. I'm going to get all my goals accomplished so that when the baby arrives, you know, I can take some time off. Then I was out taking my dog to go to the bathroom in my front yard and he yanked me on the leash and I fell down and broke two fingers really, really badly on my right hand uh, and ended up having to get surgery while pregnant and then had to run my entire online business with my left hand. So I was like just like peck typing on my computer laptop with my left hand for months. (laughs) So that was horrible. Then I finally got through that and I was about to get my cast off. And then I was in the third trimester of my pregnancy, which comes with its own set of like uncomfortableness. Uh, Then I found out the baby was breech. And so I did a whole extra bunch of stuff trying to get the baby to spin around. That didn't work. (laughs) So then I also had an unexpected early delivery due to my blood pressure being high at one of my appointments. I went in and they were basically like, hey, you're having the baby today because my blood pressure was high. Then (laughs) I come home from having this emergency C-section and then I develop postpartum preeclampsia, which required me to be hospitalized for a few days, which was awful and pretty traumatic. Then my son had some health issues. I don't want to share his personal health stuff without his consent, but he had his own set of things that had us in and out of the hospital again after that. And then we decided, F this, we cannot handle living in Southern California without any family support because all my family's in Northern California and a lot of Aaron's family is as well. So at the end of the year, we were like, F it. We're getting out of LA, even though we've been here for 10 years (laughs) as a little family. And we packed up and moved to Northern California. And then to top it all off, we all got COVID to close out the year. So (laughs) that was my 2021. But basically, I took five months or so off at the end of the year once the baby got here because, oh my gosh, having a baby was a lot harder than I ever expected. And I wasn't able to get nearly as much work done as I was hoping. But even with all of those challenges, I'm so, so thankful for my online business and these revenue streams that I had the foresight to set up years and years ago because I still made about $200,000 in sales and made over $150,000 in profit in my business for the year. Just me. I don't have any employees or anything. Roughly 80% of that came from my SEO course sales, but I also made about $20,000 from affiliate income, which is really, really passive. About half of that affiliate income comes from me recommending technology or tools in my Facebook group, on my email list, in my courses. And then the rest comes from speaking at and promoting Heather Neal's Already Entrepreneur Symposium which happens twice a year. I usually speak at it at least once. And I essentially send out a few emails to my list about it. It's one of my favorite, like honestly, one of my favorite places to get CEUs because you get a lot of CEUs for a really good price and they're all entrepreneurship related, which doesn't happen super often. So I send out a few emails about that to people on my list and I usually make, you know, around $10,000 or so a year just sharing about that and earning an affiliate commission. So overall, very, very happy 
that despite all of those challenges and despite cutting back on my workload significantly, my income didn't go down. So that was like a bit of a mindset shift that you don't actually have to be grinding and hustling and putting in the hours like 27 out of 24 hours out of the day, you know, like that's kind of how I used to live my life before I had a baby. I worked a lot because I liked it uh, and it was fun and challenging, but somewhat of a shocker, like I stopped doing that and my income didn't go down. So I'm like, was I really spending my time in the wisest way previously? Probably not if I was able to cut back so drastically and still make good money. So I'm glad that I implemented some strategies that allowed me to do that. Win number three, I became an S-Corp and officially put myself on salary in my business. So yes, I wasn't even an LLC until like last year. I had just been operating as a sole proprietor for many years, mostly because it was really expensive to start an LLC in California. It's like $1,000 right out the gate, even if you do it yourself, because there's an $800 annual tax that you have to pay right when you file. But I finally did that and then took it one step further now and officially filed to be taxed as an S-Corp. So legally, my business is still an LLC, a limited liability corporation, but it's getting taxed as an S-Corp. So you have to file some additional paperwork to ask the government to tax you as an S-Corp instead of just having all of your income pass through to your personal tax returns. So if I had just remained an LLC, all of the money that I earned in my business would pass through to my personal tax returns and would be taxed at the individual level. But when you ask to be taxed as an S-Corp, essentially what you do is you put yourself on an official salary at your own company. So you like hire yourself at the company and give yourself legitimate paychecks from your business bank account and you pay payroll taxes on that salary like everyone else does who's employed. Um, And for self-employed people, since you own the business, you actually pay higher tax rates because you don't have the luxury of splitting Medicare and Social Security tax with your employer. So if you're self-employed, it's all on you. So self-employed people end up paying around 15% in self-employment taxes, whereas people who are employees for other companies only pay around 7% or 7.5%-ish because they split that with their employers. And so that 7.5% difference can really add up over time. So if you decide to be taxed as an S-Corp, it can help reduce the tax burden a little bit because basically you pick a quote-unquote reasonable salary to pay yourself based on the type of work that you're doing and what other people in similar positions get paid in your area. So I chose to pay myself $100,000. And then you only have to pay that 15% self-employment taxes on that salaried income that you're paying yourself via payroll. The additional profit that's left in the business can be paid out as disbursements, and then that's taxed at a lower rate that doesn't include the Social Security and Medicare tax. So cool, why not pay yourself a salary of like, $25,000 and then take the rest as as disbursements to save on taxes, right? Well, the IRS specifically looks out for this and requires that you pay yourself a quote-unquote reasonable salary for your position. And it's common to recommend that you make sure you're not getting more in disbursements than your salary to avoid setting off red flags, but obviously that's not a guarantee. That's just sort of a guideline that some people follow. 
So I used an accountant to file the paperwork for my LLC to be taxed as an S-corp. And then I set up payroll with a tool called Gusto. Gusto? I don't know how you pronounce it. G-U-S-T-O. And it's super easy and convenient. They handle filing all of the paperwork and submitting my tax payments throughout the year. And they automatically direct deposit my paycheck into my bank account every month. So essentially, I hired myself as an employee through Gusto, and then they just send me my paycheck through my direct deposit every month. And then they also have access to my business bank account. And so they'll collect the appropriate amount of taxes that I owe from paying myself all those self-employment taxes. And they'll actually file the paperwork and submit the payments from my business bank account um, for me. So that saves a lot of time and effort. And I can also use that same system if I'm ready to hire people in the future and pay them as well. So right now it's just me. I should probably hire somebody at least part-time soon, uh, but I'm glad that I have everything set up through Gusto. This isn't an ad or anything. I just like genuinely like it. So if you want to check it out, yeah, G-U-S-T-O. I just signed up to try to be an affiliate for them, but I haven't gotten accepted yet. So maybe I'll have a link to share in the future. But either way, I like it a lot. Win number four, I launched a new business with my dietitian friend, Amy Richter, who is the dietitian who was helping me create content for my functional nutrition membership site before I shut that down. And this is actually like a whole new separate LLC that we co-created together. And essentially what happened was when I shut down the functional nutrition library, as I said, the original plan was to move all of the content over to the blog so we could just run it as a free blog and earn ad revenue and affiliate income. And Amy was going to join me on this venture and we were going to co-run that blog and share the profits. However, when I started doing keyword research on the functional nutrition topics that we had written about already in the library, it became clear that what worked as a membership site probably was not going to work so well as a blog if our goal was to get organic traffic from Google. So with the library, we had really long form articles on a huge array of nutrition topics. And unfortunately, from a blogging perspective and the niche being you know, impacted, it's a your money, your life niche. So uh, we need to have good expertise, authority, and trustworthiness in, in order to rank. And rather than being seen as experts or super experts on like one nutrition topic, I think we were going way too broad with this setup and the keywords that were coming up were also incredibly difficult to rank for. Uh, So in Google's eyes, we probably wouldn't look like enough of an expert in anything to rank particularly well. And I didn't want to dump a ton of dump a ton of time into something that didn't have a promising trajectory. So we decided to pivot. We came up with a new blog idea and decided to go in together on that one, still with the goal of eventually getting on Mediavine so we could earn ad revenue. So we recently just launched the site. It's nutritionistanswers.com and we'll be writing about food. Uh, All content is going to be created by degreed nutrition experts. We probably will expand our team and hire writers eventually. As I said, the goal is ad revenue, possibly affiliate income as well. So I can't wait to share progress with that site throughout the year. It's a side project for both of us. It's still going to be fun. The goal is sort of um, 
modeled after the World's Healthiest Foods website that recently went down uh, last year. It just like went offline, which was a very popular website and used by a lot of people to find cool like nutrition facts about different foods. So we're potentially going to try to slide in there and meet that need with this new site. Um, Again, it's just a really minor like side project for both of us, so not a ton of time and effort focused on it at this moment, but we do hope to grow it with time. So I'll keep you all abreast of that and let you know if we are ever hiring. Win number five, as I said, we moved from LA to the Bay Area and we relocated to be closer to family. Yes, we did that with a three-month-old baby in tow. It was very hectic. And the place that we moved into had a lot of things wrong with it because we weren't able to see it in person before we rented it. Uh, Then it was like baby's first Christmas, unpacking, all that jazz. Uh, So we're finally starting to feel a little more settled in, but there's still a lot of boxes to go through. I just did my office hours call today, like from my bed, because I don't have my uh, office set up yet. I still have to figure out what I'm doing with childcare stuff for the new year so I can hopefully start working a bit more consistently. But the goal was really to be closer to family while we raise our son. Uh, My husband and I were both born and raised in the Bay Area. We met in high school. We went to prom together. (laughs) So we have a lot of history and roots here. Uh, Lots of extended family and friends. So we're excited to have Logan spend more time with them as he grows up here in the Bay. And go Niners. Woo! The games are finally on TV again. Yay! And then finally, my last win, I survived the first four months of motherhood. So seriously, hats off to all the parents out there. This is by far the hardest thing I've ever done. And as I said, I'm still totally trying to figure out how to balance raising Logan and running a business. But for sure, I can feel my priorities shifting. Baby is definitely number one. And I want to make sure that I do my best to, of course, keep my business running and alive and afloat. But I can just feel myself prioritizing having time with my kid more than having time on my laptop to work on my business. So I'm very happy and thankful that I've set up lots of passive income opportunities. And hopefully that's inspiring for anyone listening as well. Next, I'd like to go over a few flops from 2021. I think number one, my biggest flop was that my consistency really suffered. So I used to be pretty good. I was like somewhat of a workaholic. So I was always like, I got to get my podcast out. This is like non-negotiable, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as I broke my hand, honestly, that once a week podcast started to dwindle. It became like once every other week. And then by the end of the year, it was like once a month (laughs) uh, once the baby was born. And then I used to be like super, super active in my Facebook group with my personal profile. I'd be in there like sharing all my wins and my lessons and talking about SEO and online business. But that also kind of suffered due to the health related stuff I went through this year. And you kind of know you have a problem when people in your own Facebook group don't even know who you are, even though the whole group is supposedly under my brand name, The Unconventional RD. But I mean, like every single day people are like, who? Who are you? What podcast? Like... So, you know, I need to get in there more. I definitely need to refocus on that for 2022. My second flop was that I didn't quite implement all the steps from the Scale with Success program that I joined. As you may know, if you follow along, in mid-2020, I enrolled in Caitlin Batcher's Scale with Success coaching program to help me set up my Evergreen course funnel. And I didn't quite implement everything yet. So I got all the bones set up for the actual funnel itself, 
But the final and very important step is filling the funnel by, you know, consistently marketing and growing your audience. And I need to focus more on that for 2022. So I need to be more consistent with my organic content strategies. And I part of what they teach you in the course is also implementing ads. And I haven't started that yet either. So we'll see how this all goes in 2022 as I try to finish what I started. I have high hopes. And I will, of course, keep you up to date with my progress as I try different strategies, as always. And I also still haven't outsourced yet. That is my flop number three. I've been talking about hiring someone to help me for like at least a year and a half now. And it's becoming increasingly clear that I cannot do it all. So I need to figure out what to outsource in my biz so I can keep my attention focused on the most important tasks that really focus on actually growing my audience and serving my people. So what's next in 2022? Well, number one, focus on expanding my audience and reach. So I have my core product now. I have my SEO Made Simple course that I want to put all of my attention into. Now I just need to get it in front of more people. So that means I need to be more consistent on social media and with my podcast. Probably should hire a VA to help with some aspects of this. And then I also would like to start leveraging other people's audiences a little bit better, do more podcast interviews, maybe co-host some events in people's Facebook groups, do some more speaking engagements, etc. And the second part of this is more public-facing content about SEO and blogging in 2022. So since I'm focusing all in on my SEO Made Simple course, the content that I'm creating and helping people with should probably be in alignment with that course. So things that I've been brainstorming that I might try in 2022, maybe free mini website reviews in the Facebook group, posting more tips and tutorials on Facebook and social media, One thing I'm probably not going to do under the Unconventional RD brand is blogging about SEO or digital marketing at this point. And that is because you have to know what your goals are in your business. And in this niche where I'm going for the intersection of blogging and digital marketing and healthcare professionals, like specifically dietitians, food and wellness professionals, it's a very specific niche. And there's not a lot of dietitians out there searching for digital marketing help specific to the health and wellness space. So there's a lot of people searching about SEO, a lot of people searching about digital marketing, not a lot of people searching about that specifically with the modifier or dietitian or nutrition or whatever. So I will personally have more success reaching my niche audience through my current marketing channels, usually my podcast and social media, because you have better targeting through those avenues. So keyword research can be really difficult for super niche topics where people aren't searching for specific terms enough times in order to get reliable data from the keyword research tools. So like I said, very few people are searching for anything in the intersection of dietetics and blogging. And then if you try to go for the huge generic terms related to blogging or SEO, then you're up against huge websites like Search Engine Journal and stuff like that. And if you're going for those big broad terms, who am I attracting, right? And probably not a food and wellness professional. So then what's the point if I'm trying to attract the right person to buy my course, attracting anyone on the internet potentially interested in blogging or SEO is probably not the best way to get new customers to my business. 
If I was going for the ad revenue model and I just wanted to churn out a bunch of content and get eyeballs on it, yeah. But that's not the model for this business. This business, I'm really trying to attract a very specific niched person to purchase a course. And so this is a great example of how knowing your business model and why it's important to use data to decide whether or not to utilize a certain marketing channel. Uh, so yes, I love SEO and blogging, but in terms of this specific niche, serving dietitians and teaching them blogging, it's not that great of a fit for that sub niche. So super insightful to understand that and understand why, and then make sure you're focusing your marketing efforts in the right place. The third thing that I'm going to be doing in 2022, I'm going to continue my blogging side projects to keep myself sharp. So like I said, blogging isn't the best fit for the Unconventional RD brand. Podcasting and posting in my Facebook group and nurturing my email list are far, far more targeted and profitable. But since I teach blogging and SEO and I love it, I am going to continue my side projects to keep my brain sharp, my feet in the game. So I have that Nutritionist Answers website that I'm running with Amy. I've got my old food blog that I'm actually rebranding and am going to try to keep alive. It's like hovering around 10,000 page views a month right now with basically no SEO optimization. So I thought, hey, you know, as a fun little side project to test my SEO skills, revamping some of the, that content and seeing if I can make it onto Mediavine could be a fun little side goal. I don't think it'll be that hard to get from 10K to 50K with the content that I have. And then once I get to the 50K monthly sessions, that's an extra $1,000 a month or so in ad revenue that I'll bring into the business. So feels worth it. Um, otherwise, you know, I put in all that work and it's just sort of sitting there doing nothing. So I think in this scenario, it is worth putting in a little time and effort to kick me over into the Mediavine level for that site. And then I can totally use it as a case study and continue to use it as examples for my students. And then I would like to dabble in paid advertising. As I said, in the future, that's also something that I've not tried at all yet. I'll probably do some Facebook ads and see how that goes. So I'm kind of excited to see the power of advertising. And then I also need to figure out what to do with the rest of my content. <laughs> so I'm sort of sitting here like, okay, I've got my one core course that I want to focus on. And of course, my main focus is growing and scaling. So getting as many new students into SEO made simple as possible and continuing to make sure it's the best course to serve my people as possible. But then I have all these extra pieces of content from my other two courses. So I have my Make Money Blogging course that taught people how to monetize. And then I have my Email Marketing Magic course that introduced people to email marketing and how to grow your list and communicate with people. So I don't want that stuff to just go to waste. So I'm thinking, hmm, you know, what can I do with that to repurpose it in a smart way? Should I take the monetization stuff and make little mini courses or challenges or something that I can offer people? Or should I do some sort of mastermind for people interested in monetization? Should I repurpose my email marketing course into something a little more niched that maybe uh, builds on what I've experienced with creating evergreen funnels? I don't know. There's a lot going through my head. There's so many possibilities. I'm not sure where to go with it yet. But I'm also not going to rush it because, again, I always try to do too much. So I'm going to force myself to slow down, 
optimize what I have in place instead of constantly adding more to my plate. However, it's always in the back of my head like, oh, you know, what's the next step? Like, how can I further support my students? So they get into my course, they learn how to grow their audience. Like, then what? Is there like a level two (laughs) of support that I can offer people who are ready and are looking for that? I don't know. So figuring that out. But overall, I find myself, as I said, shifting my priorities in my life. So momming is really number one and anything work-related. My goal is to have my work fit around my family life, not the other way around. So I'm really less concerned about accomplishing exponential business growth like maybe I used to be. And I'd honestly just be very happy to maintain this level of income for the next few years while my baby is a baby and maybe I have future babies, I don't know, but it's very obvious to me that they need a lot of my time and attention and I want to be there to give that to them. So my focus is really to just kind of like keep it going at the level that I'm at, which is great, you know, bringing in six figures with the very limited time that I do spend uh, in my business. That's a huge win. And I can always pick it back up again when they're in school and I have a little more time. So I want to cherish this time and realize already that it's going by so, so fast. Like I look down and I'm like, what? Who is this like giant baby? Like it was, it feels like yesterday when you were so tiny and he was like barely able to like lift his head up. And now he's like head on a swivel. It's like a watermelon on a pool noodle. Like just like head bobbling everywhere. Um, And I don't know, I just get hit with the realization that he's just never going to be this little again every day. So like every day that goes by, he's like never going to be that little. Ah, so it's just a mind F. So (laughs) I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that I am creating a life of intention and focusing on the things that I value and find important and not getting caught up in keeping up with the Joneses. I think that's an important lesson for business owners as well. Why are you doing what you're doing? And not just trying to create another job for yourself, but actually giving yourself a business that supports your lifestyle. So I hope that this has been inspirational for you as well. Again, my wins for 2021, I'd say I streamlined my business, my income didn't drop, and I realized that maybe I was spending a lot of time doing things that actually didn't really move the needle that much in my business because clearly I dropped a whole bunch of them and nothing fell apart. So I really attribute that to setting up my evergreen marketing funnel. I'm so glad I did that. Highly, highly recommend. But yeah, I hope you had a wonderful 2021 as as well as good as it could have been despite all the challenges we all went through and i'd love to hear what your plans are for 2022 so if you aren't in my facebook group yet search for the unconventional rd community on facebook and request to join definitely put your email in there if you're not on my email list yet. And that's uh, the only way to get invited to join my SEO Made Simple course. So definitely, definitely join my email list and look for some great tips coming your way once you're on it. Other than that, I will see you in a couple weeks. I still have a few pre-recorded episodes that I recorded at the end of last year to get out there. And uh, yeah, happy new year.